Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John Woolley, content creator for the Instagram page, Make Wads Great Again. Welcome back to the podcast. Got a real fun one today, guys. Got a, another charity uh, coming on the show today uh, from uh, Barbells for Bullies. So this is a charity that does, uh, obviously, charitable work uh, to help rescues. And uh, we're going to spend some time today talking about uh, pit bulls, which bluntly are a lot nicer than my asshole cat bean. <laughs> whatever reason right now is biting my ankles uh so we've got the, the founders of the charity with me though so alex and Lindsay castellon i butchered that right totally. that was close that was pretty good that was pretty good yeah <laughs> i i'm no good with these long names i'm i'm i know you guys are in atlanta i'm from the deep south raised in mississippi and uh when i moved to the midwest or kind of the north it's my first opportunity to meet people that were Jewish, Italian, you know, Europeans. And, you know, I was used to being raised with people whose last names were Williams and Smith and, and Johnson, you know, and so. Yeah. <laughs> Jones. Yeah, I was going to say, you forgot Jones. <laughs> Jones. Yeah. You'd think after being here for almost 30 years now, I'd be better at it, but man, I just say, I can't seem to get it. So how are you guys? <laughs> Good. We're doing wonderful. Good. And uh, yeah, we really appreciate the platform. We love what you do with, with all the, the content channels, whether it's great, Make Quads Great Again, Make Pods Great Again, Make Bods Great Again. So we're happy to, uh, you know, chat with you digitally. Yeah, well, and now there's Make Boobs Great Again. That's the new one that uh, you will see. <laughs> I'm, uh, I've, I've been doing a lot of charitable stuff, and I'm uh, working with um, uh, Barbells for Boobs. And uh, we're going to be releasing a shirt here in, uh, actually this afternoon. So probably oh, awesome. prior, prior to this getting aired, uh, the shirts will be coming out. So, yeah, so there's a lot of things being made great again. Awesome. Ziana awesome, awesome. is awesome. I had the chance to, to chat with her probably like four weeks ago yeah. and she's great. Uh, we'll get into it, but that's kind of, she's part of the inspiration of why we started Barbells for Bullies. So that's awesome that uh, it's coming full circle. Well, you know, it's funny when I, when uh, you guys first reached out to me, you sent me some stickers and some awesome t-shirts with really funny slogans, I might add. And then I started, uh, I, I know a lot of people in the community, obviously, that are really into dogs. I think everybody's really into dogs. And um, I was talking to Wags and Waits, and they knew of you guys. And they're like, oh, yeah, they're great. You know, we love what they're doing. And uh, so I, it got me interested in, like, you know, I had never thought about a charity for, for pit bulls or for bullies. So let's talk about that some. So how did you guys, you know, get the passion to do this? Uh, all right. Well, that's, uh, you want me to take this? Yeah, you take that. All right. Sure. So that's a, uh, yeah, it's kind of a, a sad story, but we'll, we'll go on a Sunday drive. So bear with me. So I my first Pitbull mix. And again, I just, because I'll get on my soapbox, Pitbull should be in quotes. It's not even a type of dog, just a blanket term for a dog that looks a certain way. So just throwing that out there, but for the lack of a better term, my first pit mix was a, a massive Pitbull mix, 115 pounds of snuggle named Chops, awesome dog. And had him for about eight years. He got me through a lot. Like my father had three or four bypass surgeries. Like he was in college, et cetera. So we, uh, all of a sudden he became sick and we went through all these surgeries to try and save him and he didn't make it. But while we had him, we noticed whenever we would walk him, people would cross the street or pick up their kids. When he was just a big friendly dog, he just looked mean. So we went to a local Atlanta shelter about four months ago. I took some, uh, respite in in the gym I, I went from two hours a day to like four hours a day just because going home was tough uh not having him greet me at the door but then we went to some local land shelters and noticed it was nothing but bullies in every single run sometimes five to six to a pen so 
thought about it. It was like, I, I want to do something. I have to do something. And then in 2016, we did two events in Atlanta and then 2017, nine events around the country, 2018, 12 events that just kind of took off. So that's really how we got started was through loss and then seeing that there's like a not, huge problem. Yeah. Not, <laughs> like they're everywhere where they're just overrunning shelters or overrepresented and they're being euthanized far faster than other dogs. And we help all dogs. But the reason we're barbells for bullies and nothing else is because there's a bleed and we want to put a tourniquet on that and talk about responsible spay neuter initiatives, uh, responsible pet ownership that you should break, blame deeds, not breeds. So that's kind of how we got started. Um, and it just grew faster than anything I could ever imagine. And I had a, a, a particular tie to barbells for boobs because I lost my mom to breast cancer when I was nine. So when I heard about barbells for boobs, every year I would raise money and being a little bit of a psychopath, I would do one rep for every dollar. And I have some awesome people in my life. So every year I would raise the first year was it 2,200 bucks, yeah. then 2,700 bucks and $3,000. So I was doing workouts. It took me three hours with the bar loaded to my body weight. So, yeah. <laughs> well, you're lucky. You're lucky you survived that. I, uh, yeah. I will not I be doing that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, will, so, I will not be doing that. For that that's really how we got started is it was, we lost my first pit mix. So I was just, he was the best. And then we went to the shelter and realized there was a problem. And then it turns out it's a problem everywhere. So we were like, we have to do something about this. No, it's, that's, uh, it's really amazing. For the record, I won't be doing that for barbells for boobs. There will be no workout <laughs> on, uh, on my bed. I'm going to raise a lot of money, but I will not be working out. I'll just, uh, I do plenty of workouts. So. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I, for the record, I'll try to do the same thing for you guys, but don't ask me to lift any weight. Um, so, why, <laughs> so why do you suppose um, these breeds have the, you know, this reputation? Like, I mean, you mentioned you're walking down the street and people are, you know, grabbing their kids and, you know, and moving across the street from you. Why do you think that is? Uh, well, they've become stigmatized um, as a result of many, many various things, media being one. Um, they're, they're the dog that people use in dog fighting. Um, they're the backyard breeding dogs. They're, they're the dogs with the bad rap. Um, and if you look back, you know, 20 years ago, it was German Shepherds. In the 90s, it was Dobermans. Um, so it's kind of the zeitgeist, I guess, of the time. It's the demon dog of, of the age. It's, it's yeah. the, the um, dog that pushes media sales. Um, so if they say Pitbull attacks child and God, that's, you know, a God awful headline. Um, they're just, they're essentially demonized right now. Um, so we're working to yeah. change that perception because it's not necessarily true. Um, it's, um, <clears throat> I don't want to, I don't want to call it racist, but it's breedist. It's breedist, I guess, yeah, um, because it's, <laughs> it's not every pit bull is a bad pit bull. Not every golden retriever is a seeing eye dog. Um, it's, it's each dog. It's case by case. Yeah. Everybody's an individual. I think that's something that's overlooked and everybody thinks, oh, if it's, if it looks a certain way, it must be a certain way. And I mean, we don't do that with people. So why are we doing that with, with dogs when, I mean, they were nanny dogs up until like the fifties. I mean, they were, they were in Little Rascals, like PD and Little Rascals was a pit bull. Um, and just all of a sudden there was this cultural shift and we're trying to kind of swing the pendulum back. You know, I, I would, uh, I'd talk about PD, but then people are going to realize how old I am. So I'm going to leave it. <laughs> Why do you think they make such good gym dogs? Like, I feel like every time I run into one, they're a gym dog. I mean, these things can just, they, not only do they put up with like a million people trying to pet them, but you know, they deal with like the loud bar slamming down and, 
people throwing stuff around and the cursing and the loud music and they don't even blink at it. like that. I'll, I'll see these dogs just sleeping in the corner with all this noise. Yeah. Like, why, do you, why do you think they handle it better than other breeds? I'm not sure of that. They're all because they're awesome. Yeah, well, I mean, we're a little we're a little biased. No, um, it's and again, it depends because if you, uh, I'll I'll say right now, if you bring our oh yeah dogs into the gym, it that's not how yeah. they react. Yeah. Um, so a lot of the gym dogs you you see, I mean, yes, they're very tolerant. They're great. They're awesome dogs. But a lot of the gym dogs you see, they've grown up in the gym, so they're accustomed to that. It's, you know, again, akin to a person. If a person grows up on a farm, they're probably going to be better on the farm than if you put, you know, a, a celebrity well, on a farm. farm. <laughs> I don't know I where know. I'm going here. <laughs> I, I have this buddy who has a Rottweiler, which I think would, you know, most people would classify into this breed of dog. And it's a gym dog. And and we were all working out. And she has this big home gym. And we we're all working out. And there's a whole bunch of us. And we all have plastic water bottles. Well, as we we're getting done with our water, because we we're sweating our asses off, we we're just throwing them on the floor. Where well, this dog would walk around and pick them up, but he refused to drop the other bottles. And so by the time he was done, he literally had eight bottles in his mouth at one time. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, same Aww. thing. This dog's like 120 pounds. Like, you know, you look at him, you're mm-hmm. like, oh my God, this dog could rip me apart. And he's literally. Like just the biggest, worst, sweetest yeah. dog you've ever yeah. met. You know? Yeah, he just wants love. Yeah, and they're they're incredibly loyal. I mean, Bowie breeds in general. I mean, all dogs are just fantastic. We don't deserve them, but Bowie breeds just one of their hallmarks is they're incredibly loyal, and they're very human oriented. So I think that's why they make great yeah, gym dogs. But you're right. I mean, we've done some of the competitions we've done. They'll have like three boxers, and they don't leave the gym, but they just run up to you and greet you. And together, they're 300 pounds. Um, but they're just big sweethearts. Yeah, they just want to slob around you and give you some love. Well, so let, let's talk about some of the work you guys are doing because I was eyeballing your website and it looks like you guys have donated almost eighty thousand dollars. I mean, it's really amazing through the work you're doing. So, you know, first of all, congratulations. Just give us a rundown on on you know how you're achieving that. All right, get this run. Okay, so again, we started. It was just kind of an idea that that took off. But what, what we started doing was we host. Um, just CrossFit competitions. We branched out and worked with Wags and Weights to do like a Wags and Weightlifting event, a USAW event. So really what we used to do for 2016, 17, and 18 is we would go to a gym. The gym would reach out to us. We'd go in with a small contingent of volunteers and we would run the entire event soup to nuts from scoring to registration to execution, et cetera. But we are volunteer run and that does, even though we're flying, you know, Spirit Airlines and staying in Super 8 motels and things like that, or Motel 8s, whatever they're called, Motel 6s, they, uh, that eats up some revenue. So what we did was we rolled out satellite competitions, which kind of empower gyms around the country to take ownership. And we leverage our expertise of organizing the event, programming it. Um, just as a sidebar, every competition we've ever done, we've had a tiebreaker, which lets us know we're programming intelligently and nobody's sandbagging. That's because we encapsulate the modality <laughs> of CrossFit. We'll get to that later because you'll probably hate some of our tiebreakers because the salt bike shows up. Um, but really, it was just doing fundraisers uh, and trying to leverage all of our connections and contacts. And I work in uh, advertising for a, for a Fortune 50 for my day job. So leveraging that was helpful. But really just starting a, starting a conversation around yeah. and getting people engaged. And we've done, what, almost 30 competitions right now? Yeah, and we just found that, you know, people had shared a similar passion that we did. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say it was... It's, 
luck and grinding. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. You know, if you have an idea, chances are somebody else probably supports you in that idea. Um, mm-hmm. So get it out there, you know, just keep grinding. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it takes up 30 hours a week easy for us. And yeah. I never thought in a million years that just doing these one-offs, this one or two competitions in Atlanta would have caught and we're going around the country and having these conversations. So we're very fortunate and and grateful that people are getting behind it. Yeah. But we're not even close to done because if you're on our website, you can see the other statistics. That's what we're fighting against. And but we're starting to move the needle where we have people in like when we do events in Denver where they have breed specific legislation. By the way, straight up monsters in Denver. I've <laughs> never seen athletes like we've seen in Denver. I watched one dude do like a muscle up and stone to shoulder workout and like sub five and then hang squat clean, like three fifteen for reps. So well, it's crazy. It's probably the, the uh, high altitude and all the weed. It's altitude. <laughs> it's that. And they're just, it's they're the just fittest. Mindset, man. Yeah. It's the fittest state in the union. Um, anyway. <laughs> but anyway, in Denver, for instance, they have breed specific legislation, meaning if you have a pit bull type dog and you drive from Aurora to Arvada, so just go across the city and a cop knows the law and stops you, legally they can confiscate your dog just because he looks a certain way. Didn't get out of the car, didn't do anything. And there's laws like that on the books. And a lot of people in Denver didn't even know in their own city that existed. So not only are we trying to create a, a fit and socially conscientious community, we're trying to spread awareness and get people to to just be engaged with rescue, no matter what it is. And that's one of our uh, our taglines is as many rescues as possible, um, because that's our goal is to help as many rescues as possible, whether they're organizations or dogs. Okay. And so what are the and big it helps th- that we have dogs on site most of the time? So yeah. They're cute. They're yeah. fluffy. People like everybody them. wants to have a gym dog. <laughs> so what are the big things you guys have coming up this year? What's next for you? Uh, all right. Well, this year we have, all right. So we have a couple things before the end of year. Uh, one of them's not on our website yet, but we'll talk about it a little bit. Um, the first one is called uh, Ruck Your Balls Off. We're partnering with Go Ruck. Um, veteran-owned company, and it's really just to raise money and awareness for spay-neuter initiatives because there's a lot of people that either don't know about the importance of spay-neuter or just they don't know the statistics behind it. And the reason that's important, and I'm not going to say too many numbers, is one unaltered female. So just one dog within six years, her and her offspring can produce 60,000 dogs. So just as context, one dog in six years can fill Dodger Stadium with their offspring. And that's just one. They have two litters a year. So if we want to stop this perpetual cycle in shelters, we have to also do spay-neuter initiatives. So that's one thing we're doing. We're trying to make it fun because really if it's about fitness, community, and rallying around rescue, we want to be a part of it. That's why we do CrossFit competitions. That's where we started. I mean, I started CrossFit in 2012. You started shortly after, something like that. Um, so we have that for GORUCK. Um, and that's just um, what you can do is you, you basically sign up. It's almost like... Um, a self-fundraising platform so in the month of November you'll rock um, you can pledge how you know I can do a dollar per mile for the people I'm fundraising with or um, you can just donate a flat amount and then you rock for the month um, and then the region that you're rocking in say it's it's Georgia down here we have a specific spay neuter uh, initiative or a rescue that we would donate our money to um, if you're in Jersey that's going to be a different rescue it's going to be a rescue organization in the northeast um, so it'll be geographically um, kind of located to where that money's going yeah and that's something that even with our competitions we don't just take the money and run we donate all the net proceeds to a local rescue doing good work um, we're going to continue to do that. And then we're also partnering up with some other organizations. Uh, 
I don't want to tell, we'll announce it later, but essentially in the month of December, we're doing something called SITREP um, to really raise money for veterans and Operation Sidekick, where they train up shelter dogs, usually pit bulls, because they're overrepresented in shelters, to be PTSD therapy or otherwise service dogs for veterans at no cost to the veteran at all. So we're going to be announcing that soon, but that's going to be an online competition series for about two weeks, two workouts, um, a service RX scaled and fitness division, because we want to get people involved that might not do CrossFit, might be scared by it, but they still want to help. They, they love dogs. They love veterans. So it'll be like body weight stuff and, you know, like dumbbells. And then in 2020, we're really going to start working with more gyms and allowing them to set up events, whether they're satellite competitions that we help them run like a proper comp, or if they do something like a Friday night lights that like the Festivus game does or Granite games uh, do with, with throwdowns where they can just be a location where people can show up, do a workout and hang out at the gym and meet some people. So we're really just trying to create that community that rallies around fitness and rescue. I mean, that's kind of our talking point is, is be that, that point of contact that really gets people engaged with animal rescue. So is your is your, the main mission of your uh, organization to actually uh, get dogs placed and rescued, or is it to just create awareness so people do that on their own? It's to fundraise and create awareness. Yeah. If we get a couple of dogs adopted out or placed, that's excellent. That that never um, hurts. And we do get people reach out to us. They have questions. They have dogs that need placing. So we kind of uh, would TO them over to a rescue in their area that might be able to assist them. Um, yeah. So if I get that email at one in the morning, I'm not going to ever ignore it. Yeah. And we, and to that point, we also, we started something called the underdog fund because while we do help um, rescues, like we'll go to a, a particular city, so we go to Nashville, we'll do an event, we'll donate all the money to Nashville pity. There's this preponderance of dogs that need help on social media that we're always getting tagged in. And it's, you know, 200 bucks pledged to that dog would save them from death row. And I think that's ridiculous that, you know, 200 bucks, that's like two entry fees into one of our comps would prevent this dog from being euthanized. So we established a, a fund called the Underdog Fund, which to date has sponsored and saved over 60 dogs directly just to kind of add some value and bring some more resources to rescues around the country. But then, of course, we're doing the awareness piece of it. And then we're also doing the fundraising piece of it. So we kind of live in a bunch of spaces. We're not a, a rescue per se. Like if people reach out and are like, hey, I want to adopt a bully. We're like, not us, but <laughs> where do you live? Here are five great rescues nearby that we can personally vouch for that we know. Um, thank you for adopting. Things like that. Just really spreading awareness and raising funds. Those are our main purviews. So do you think you could find someone that would trade me a pit bull for my asshole cat? I don't know. I've, I've seen, I, I've heard, you, I've heard your cat's kind of an asshole and I've seen some of the, the posts. <laughs> he, uh, he has his moments. He actually can be really he's so sweet. handsome. He is handsome. Well, yeah, that's the only thing that keeps him from being an outdoor cat is that he's so cute. <laughs> if he wasn't so, so cute and didn't bat those I eyes at me, right he would, <laughs> yeah, he would have been outside months ago. <laughs> no doubt about it. Um, How long have you had him? Uh, about a year and a half. Oh, okay. Uh, so he's long, new to the long, long enough to love him, long enough to hate him. You know, you'll adapt to him. Yeah. He won't adapt to you. You'll adapt to him. No. Feel your, uh, <laughs> until yeah. your cat eats three couches, four pairs of Innovates, an iPhone, and, and your Ray Bans. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Yeah, we got two puppies in the same day. It was the best work decision we ever made. Well, he's, he's, <laughs> just, he's destroyed a chair, and I replaced the chair, and that's fine. And he hasn't done anything to the couches, but he has yet to touch my CrossFit shoes because that would be the death of him. Like, oh. yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a line that doesn't get crossed, and that's my CrossFit shoes. That's it. He's destroyed anything else. I don't care. So the the uh, the vets initiative sounded really really interesting. I would imagine you guys should be able to they would be able to place hundreds of those with the amount of veterans we have coming back that that fall into mm-hmm. you know this you know segment you're describing. That's the hope is to you know, raise enough to help um, the organization. Um, I don't know if you want me to tell them how much it actually costs yeah, to to it costs about ten thousand dollars to train up a dog to be a service dog, and that's not a low. No price. But, uh, so they need as much help as they can get. Yeah, but it is about a third of what it would cost to train service dogs because, like, a lot of other organizations will use purebred X. Um, and the dog itself would cost ten to fifteen thousand dollars because you're getting it from a, a registered breeder and et cetera, et cetera. When mm-hmm. meanwhile, their screening process, they could take a shelter dog that would otherwise be euthanized or or just you know a family pet, but exhibits certain qualities that um are conducive to service work and they identify them train them and give them to the veteran at no cost and there's a whole bunch of statistics we're going to roll out that shocked me but it's something really important to us that we wanted to uh to get behind and we're working with a bunch of organizations to move the needle on that and especially around the holidays with the holiday of blues it's incredibly important for people to to reach out to veterans whether they're deployed or they're home uh, holidays are tough for everybody, but especially, you know, if you're a veteran, you might be suffering from PTSD or just you just got home and you're acclimating. Something like a text or a phone call could really help. And Lindsay actually works for a psychologist. We're going to get them involved and have them give some some just quick tips and resources of, of how to start a conversation or, you know, how to recognize when things are going on, just to add some value to the community, because that's the thing that really touched us and, and got me into CrossFit was the sense of community. But like, yeah. I mean, it didn't matter if you were you know, clean and jerk in 315, or if you were working with the bar, if you were trying your best, everybody would get behind you. And every one of our competitions, it's all the work that goes into it. It's so humbling. And I'm so grateful where you'll see somebody just redlining it. And then as soon as they peel themselves off the mat, they're crawling towards their competitor. And the next thing, like, come on, man, three more reps, two more, you got this one more. And it's just, it's great to see that that community is what really made me fall in love with CrossFit as, as a sport and as a community. So that's why I always finish last. That way I don't have to cheer anybody else on. <laughs> hey, um, so yeah, just a couple more things around this. First of all, as you guys get that ramped up, you know, please let me know because that's something I think I can certainly help you push out. I think, you know, that veterans group is, I have a lot of veterans group that are kind of dear to me, but, you know, any help that I can give to get that push out to the community, you know, please let me know. We very uh, much appreciate that. Yes. And, you know, just kind of in our last few moments here, uh, you know, on a lighter note, favorite gym dogs that you see on Instagram. Who are your favorites? Oh my God, where's my phone? Uh, <laughs> we fo- we follow so many, and uh, Meg from Wags like will text them and send them. Be like, do you see this one? Have you seen him? Where is he? I like uh, so I've, Snatch the Stafford. Snatch the Stafford is adorable, and of course, he's got a CrossFit name. Uh, trying to think of who else. Do other ever, gym dogs. Do you follow? I'm preferential uh, to our gym dog at my box, but he's not on Instagram. Yeah, he's a, he's a golden retriever. He's not pity, but. <laughs> Bella, Bethany Shadburn's dog is also adorable. Oh. She's got their grump lip. Oh my God. Um, but we have so many. We have, oh uh, the, we probably follow most, probably 500 gym dogs. 
on our Instagram. Whenever I'm having a rough day, I'm just like on Instagram, like, oh, cute dog. <laughs> oh, so I, I have so many gym dogs I follow. So there's uh, Winston, who is uh, mm-hmm. Jacob Hepner's dog. Yeah, uh, the Corgi. <laughs> yep. And then you've got uh, Marquand Jones, uh, who's from New Jersey, has uh, Guns the Blue Pit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Guns is awesome. He is a really, really cool dog. Let's see. Um, there's Anakin and Loki, who are um, oh Alex Smith's dogs. Mm-hmm. Really cute. And then you've got Maximus, who is uh, also no Olson. Olson. no Olson's dog. And then my lately my favorite is Oliver Squishface. You ever follow yes. him? It's uh, Kelsey Kells. Um, yeah. Little uh, French bulldog. Oh my god. Yeah. He's oh. <laughs> Yeah, he's got those goofy uh, little ears that point yeah. straight up and that little smush face. And he's literally the cutest thing you've ever seen. Like, yeah, yeah like, don't say French bulldogs in front of my wife because she's she wants another one. Yeah. Uh, so I, I won't run. I've, I've uh, as I've toyed with getting a dog, I was like, oh, I'd love to have a French bulldog because they're so cute. Plus, I know he'd just annoy the hell out of Bean, which would be awesome. <laughs> Our one dog scratching, so you're not the only one with pet problems trying to get it. Yeah, well, that's... Uh, yeah. Oh, and then Neil Maddox has three pits, mm-hmm. so we they don't have their own handle, but we follow him, and like half of his feed is is Bella and what are the other two's names? Oh my god, just flew out of my head. So yeah, gym dogs are great. If you're, if you're having a horrible day, just look up Oliver Squish Face or Maximus and won't be that bad anymore. I'm kind of toying with the idea of just using one of my pages and only following dogs. I might, you know, I've got three pages as it is. So, and it's like, you know, you kind of tend to follow the same people. So I think I might just pick one of them and just follow dogs. It'd be, it'd be a good day for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, I really appreciate you guys coming on. It's been a lot of fun to hear about what you're doing. You know, I would encourage you as you guys continue to have things going out in the community, please let us know. We'll, we'll yeah. share that out any way that we can. And, uh, you know, as you have new things coming up, you know, reach out, we'll get you back on the show and share it with the community. All right. All right, outstanding. All right. Thank you. Thank you, John, so much. And again, thank you for what you're doing. Uh, when I wrote you that note, like just what you're doing for the community is great. Every time I open up your page, I, I get a good laugh and <laughs> it's keep doing what you're doing, man. I love the fact that you're branching out into all the other realms and using your influence to, to make a dent. Yeah, I'm not sure to use the term influence, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, appreciate, I appreciate the compliment. So thank you so much. And uh, we'll talk to everyone soon.